The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. things that's important to your purpose is, is looking at the way God shaped you, the way he created you, and, and actually examining the, the, how God shaped you, because as you do that, it begins to unlock how God created you and what he created you to do. And you need to understand this. God has a purpose for your life. God is a purposeful God. In fact, the Bible says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It says, for everything, there is a season And a time for every purpose, we're talking about purpose, right? There's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, okay? So what you see in Scripture is that God does not just just do things just to do things. That for everything He creates, He creates on purpose and for a purpose and with purpose. Me me and Sarah, one of the things we enjoy doing is we enjoy watching uh, shows about animals, like nature shows. Documentaries. Anybody else with me on this? You like watching these shows? There's just something about sitting in bed and watching like an animal that's getting ready to kill another animal that's just fascinating to us. Um, and, but so, but what's, what's amazing is as you as you watch these shows, you discover that there's there's all sorts of animals that live all over this planet, and the planet has all these different kinds of environments. I mean, some areas that have really high altitude, low altitude, cold, extremely hot, rocky, sandy, like there's all these different places in the world and there's all these different animals that have been set in these different places. And, and most of these animals have things about them that are unique to them that they may be the only animal on the, in the world that is, that is this way and yet if they didn't have this unique ability or this unique gifting that they have, they would not be able to survive in the environment that they're set in. But that because they, they have this unique gifting, that not only can they survive in that environment, but they can actually thrive in that environment. Now, science would tell you that that's adaptation and that, that through the evolutionary process that animals had, have adapted the ability to, to do these things. But I don't believe that. I believe God created all life and that God created with a purpose on purpose. And he set those things in that place to carry out his overall mission for this world. God is a purposeful God. Everything he creates, he creates with a purpose. And it all functions together in this way that makes the world operate the way it's supposed to. Trees are all different and they all have a purpose. Animals are all different. They all have a purpose. People are all different. We all have a purpose. Even insects. As much as I hate them. Flies. And mosquitoes and spiders. I got two little girls. We hate spiders in our house. But, but what's amazing is you start to look at all this stuff. It all functions. It all works together. This thing eats that thing. And that eats the bug off of this thing. And, you know, it all works together to function to make this world operate the way it's supposed to. In the same way, we were created on purpose and for purpose. Everything operates within this purpose that God has. You guys follow me? And so we need to discover what our uniqueness is. Just like those animals were set in those different places with unique giftings, what's your unique gifting? Well, how, how did God shape you? How did he create you? Because if you look at that, it will help you to start to see things about yourself that help you understand the purpose that he called you to. How, how did he create you? Now, to help you understand this, I brought something with me this morning. And I thought that if we look at this together, that maybe we can figure out the purpose of the calling of this object, okay? You guys with me on this? All right, here we go. 
It's new. I know. You guys are like, I see people going, he's touching the bottom. I can't wait to meet him after service. It's brand new, okay? Sounds like you guys know what this is for. But, but here's the thing. I think if we, if we begin to look at this, we can discover what is the purpose of this. Now, I have some hypothesis to throw out there for you. I was thinking, you know, maybe you could throw, put this out in your backyard, having a barbecue with the kids, get you some rings, and you could have a little ring toss game, you know, something like that. I don't know. Maybe you could, you could turn it over, stick it in your garden, fill it up with water, and you got a lovely little, little bird bath, <laughs> great little piece to your garden set. Or if you're sitting at the beach, you could sit it down beside you, set your, your soda in it. I don't know, maybe, something like that. Maybe, maybe you know, think about the kitchen. What could we do with this in the kitchen? Put some ground beef in here. You got some, you know, make some burger patties with it. Or, or, anybody, anybody hungry? Or you could, you could cut some cookies with it, you know? Or I was thinking maybe, maybe it's like something like the FBI or spies, because it's got this suction-y thing to it. Maybe you could like scale up a building with this, like that. But no, no, we all know what this is for, right? This is a plunger, and I'm not going to get into the details of what this does, but we all know what it does. And here's the thing. It was created and designed with a specific purpose in mind. And so when you look at it, you, just, you see that the person who created this said, okay, this is what this is going to do, so let's make it, let's put a long handle on it so you don't, but it was created the way it was created. Now, here's, here's what I'm getting at, okay? When God, you're not a plunger, first of all. When God created you, he designed you with a specific purpose in mind. And if we'll begin to look at ourselves and examine the way that we think and the way that we see the world. See, the way you see the world, the things you love, the things you hate, the the things that you're passionate about, your personality, these things make up who you are. God created you this way to serve within the purpose he's called you to. And so if we'll look at these things, we can begin to discover what God created us for, okay? So there's five things that, that make up the shape of you. Five things that speak to the unique purpose that God has called you to. And, and these five things just so happen, we put it together in such a way that it makes the word shape, the acrostic shape, S-H-A-P-E. Now here they are. The first one is this, S is for your spiritual gifts. And this is what I want to spend the most of our time focusing on today, So we'll get into this one more in just a little bit. The next one is H is for your heart. This has to do with the things that you're passionate about, the things that you love, the things that you hate, the things that you get excited about, the things that break your heart that you see going on in the world, Uh, the the things that, what, what are you passionate about? See, understand this, the purpose God's called you to walk in, he's called you to love it. He, he wants you to be passionate about it. In, in your purpose is the greatest life you could imagine. It's, it's you being fulfilled. And so you're going to be passionate about your purpose. So what are you passionate about? What, what do you see in the world sometimes and you go, why doesn't anybody else see this? Why, why am I the only one? Why, why, why aren't more people excited about this? So, sometimes you see other people and you're like, why doesn't, is this not as big a deal to you as it is to me? Because you're passionate about it because God created you that way. Because he's called you to walk in a purpose within that passion. So your heart, that's a key into who God created you to be. Here, here's another one, your abilities. Now the spiritual gifts is talking about the gifts that you have spiritually. Your abilities are, we're talking about your natural giftings. 
These are the things that you just, you just can do. Some people can do and some people can't. A great example is singing. We're all called to sing, right? To worship God. Some are a lot better than others. That's, that's a natural gifting. You have natural giftings, things that God's placed inside of you, natural giftings that he's called you to use within the purpose he's called you to. Here, here's the, the third one, or the fourth one, is personality. You have a unique personality. And your personality is a great clue into your purpose. Because your personality is going to affect the way that you carry out your purpose. For example, two people can have a similar purpose but they're going to carry out that purpose differently based on their personality. Let's say that your purpose is evangelism. But you've got one person that's an introvert and one person that's an extrovert. They're going to carry that purpose out completely different. And not, there's no one way that's the exact way. There's a way that God's created you to carry it out. But, but just because they do it differently than you doesn't make them wrong and you right or vice versa. An extrovert's going to be fine with getting up and talking and sharing and and that's going to be the way that they carry that out. An introvert may be someone who creates an app that reaches millions of people and evangelizes people. So, so understanding your personality is a huge key into your purpose. And here's, here's the last one is E is your experiences. Every one of us in here, we have unique experiences, relational experiences, spiritual experiences, uh, things that you've experienced that no one else has experienced. Uh, experiences that are good, experiences that are bad. And God wants to use your experiences within the purpose he's called you to. He wants to make all things work together for your good and for the good of others. He wants to redeem those bad experiences. He wants to use those. So, so see, these things shape who you are. They shape you and they help. Now, now so spiritual gifts, we're going to talk about that one today. And then experiences, we're going to talk about that one in, in week four. But I want, to, I want to spend a little time talking about spiritual gifts this morning because I think a lot of people don't really understand what, what is a spiritual gift and how do I, how do I walk in it? What does that mean? What, what, I just don't understand that. And, and here's the thing, just like with any gift, if I came to you and gave you a gift that was designed to help you in your purpose, but you didn't understand how to open it up or you put it on a shelf and never used it or you didn't know that it, I had given it to you, you're going to miss out on what that can do to help you in your purpose, right? So I want to I help you understand this in a greater way today, okay? So first of all, let me, let me help you with something. You need to understand this. God is a giver. God's a giver. He gives gifts. It's just who he is. God so loved the world that he gave his, his only son, who, whoever would believe in him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. God's a giver. He gave us Jesus. Jesus, through what he, through what he did, he, we're, we're given eternal life. We're given forgiveness. We have the ability to have this gift called the Holy Spirit who's our helper, who wants to walk with us in life. God, everything you have in this world is a gift from God. God is a giver. And when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, there, there are gifts and there are benefits that come with being a follower of Jesus Christ. There are gifts, some gifts that you receive at salvation, some gifts that you, you, you learn and understand and grow in as you, as you learn what the Word of God has to say, some gifts that come from experiencing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. They're gifts that God has for you, and He wants you to walk in these gifts and experience what these gifts have. So, so what are these gifts? Well, there's, there's two kinds of spiritual gifts, and, and one of them I've talked about before, and I don't, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that, but I do want to explain. There's, there's the gifts of the Spirit... And then there are spiritual gifts. Okay, so the gifts of the Spirit, and, sp and there's a spiritual gift that God has called you to walk in. 
so the gifts of the Spirit, here's how they work. The gifts of the Spirit are gifts that the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, give. So when you receive the Holy Spirit in his fullness with a baptism in the Holy Spirit, there's all these gifts that he brings that you can walk in, that you can operate in, that come from him. He is the gift that gives these gifts. So you can walk in any of these gifts because you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now for those of you who are looking at me right now going, what are you talking about right now, dude? Okay, so understand this. There are three baptisms that every believer can encounter, can have an encounter with. The first is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This takes place at salvation, when you, at salvation when you make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ, into the family of God, into Jesus. The Holy Spirit does the baptizing into Jesus. This is very clear in Scripture. There's a second baptism, which is what we wanted to do today, but we didn't want to do the ice bucket challenge, so we decided to change that. But that is water baptism. And this is a baptism that is done by another disciple or another believer or minister, fellow believers. And it's an outward expression of the inward change that took place. It's you saying, I'm going public. Jesus has made a difference and I'm going public with this, with this change. I want to encourage you, if you've never been baptized, water baptized, or if you've been water baptized but you don't really remember it, or it was something that maybe your parents had you do, you were sprinkled, whatever, come get baptized next week. It's going to be awesome. We want to celebrate with you that you made this decision to follow Jesus Christ. Okay, so there's two. Most people understand those two, but there's actually a third. And it's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And in this baptism, Jesus baptizes you into the fullness of relationship with the Holy Spirit. And this is very important. Jesus said, before you go do anything, before you go, I want you to go minister to the world, but before you do that, you need to do this. You need to receive this helper that I want to give you, a relationship with this helper the Holy Spirit. I can't spend a ton of time talking about this today because I don't have time, but if you want to learn more about this, I did a series last year called The Rest of the Story that's all about the Holy Spirit. And in that series, there's two messages. One is called The Gift, The Gift Gives, that talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you can walk in. The other is called Three Baptisms, and it talks about the three baptisms. I go through all the scriptures. I'll show it to you. If you never, if you did, we're not a part of that series, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to that series. But today I want to talk to you about The spiritual gift, which is also called a motivational gift, that God gives to every believer by grace at salvation. Okay, I told you to turn to Romans 12. Remember that a long time ago? Romans 12, I want to show you this. This is so important because this gift helps shape how you view life, how you relate to others, how you walk in your purpose. All right, Romans chapter 12, starting verse 4, it says this, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function. Now think about your body for a second. Every one of us, we got our bodies. Our bodies are made up of parts, right? You have parts on the inside, parts on the outside. Every part of your body individually has a purpose, does it, does it not? Amen? And, and those purposes are unique to your body. Even you say, well, I've got two hands. Well, those are unique hands. They do different things. Your fingers, everything is unique and, ha- and serves a purpose within the overall body. It goes on to say this, so it is with Christ's body or the church or us in the family of God. We are many parts of one body and we belong to each other. So in other words, as the family of God, we all have a function, we all have a purpose, an assignment, and that assignment works together for the overall good of the, of the body of Christ, just like our parts of our physical body work for the overall good of our physical body. You guys following me? Okay, verse 6, look at this. In his grace, everybody say grace. grace. 
So this is a gift of grace. It means you haven't earned it. You don't deserve it. It's a gift you receive by grace through Jesus Christ. God has given us different gifts. Everybody say different gifts. These are different gifts. You have a unique, different gift that you have received for doing certain things well. So God, at salvation, God gives you this gift. One of seven spiritual gifts that you receive that allows you to do certain things. And I love this. It says to do them well. See, God has called you to a purpose. And listen, he wants you to succeed in your purpose. And that's why he's giving you these gifts to help you to do what he's called you to do. He has an assignment, a purpose for your life, and he's given you gifts to help you carry that out and to do it well so you can succeed, so you can make a difference in this world. And then it goes into listing what these, what these gifts are. So if God has given you the ability to, number one, prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, that's number two, serve them well. If you are a teacher, that's the third one, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, encouraging is the, thir- is the fourth one, be encouraging. If it is giving, that's number five, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, that's number six, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness, that's number seven, to others, do it gladly. Now understand this, all of us can operate in all of these gifts naturally just as a human being, as a person. But there's one of these gifts that God has graced you with that is a motivational gift that is stronger than the others that's going to be carried out in your life. Now, it doesn't excuse you from doing the rest of these. You need to be kind to people, okay? I'm not telling you, well, it's not my gifting. I'm a jerk. No. <laughs> that ain't cool. You just, you, you're not getting out of giving here if that's not your gifting, Okay? You're called to carry all of these, but there's one of them that's going to be a motivational gift for you. So let me explain what these are to you. Okay, first of all, the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is, there's several definitions to prophecy, and there's actually uh, the the gift of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you a gift of prophecy, but this is kind of a different gift of prophecy. The better definition for this, I think that you can understand better, is a motivator. This is someone, here's what it is. It's someone, a person with this gift desires to motivate people to serve God and to get things figured out in life. So think about a motivational speaker. What do they do? They, they want to help people that are messing up their life to get their life figured out and get themselves on the right track. That's what this person with this gift is. When they see problems in this world, they're thinking is, man, I, I want to sit down with this person. I want to figure out what's going on, why, they, why this keeps happening to them, so they can get out from underneath this problem and, and move forward in their life. That's the gift of prophecy. Number two is serving. Serving. We all know people like this. I hope you do. People who just naturally just serve. They just, they, we're, now listen, we're all called to serve. We all are called to serve. But some people, it just naturally, it's just who they are. You, you know people like this. They're the person that you're sitting at the restaurant and, and you're kind of done eating and they start taking all the plates and organizing them and getting them all prepared so that the server is served and being able to take them away from your, that's that person. Some I mean, of you know that person, right? But they, they love to serve. It's just who they are. It's, it's a part of who they are. It's their gifting. Number three is a teacher. A teacher. A teacher desires to study and present biblical truths to people. This is the person who loves to dig into the word, to take it line by line, precept by precept, to just dis, like spend, this is my wife. She want, she'll spend a month on a word from a verse and just dissect it. And, but here's the thing. She wants to learn it because she wants to teach it to other people. 
As a pastor, I operate in this gift. It's not my motivational gift, but it's a gift that I have that I can walk in. We can all walk in it, but some of us, it's really strong in us. You want to you understand it. You want to know, you're the person that emails me and says, hey, just quick question, I know you're busy, but can you explain Revelation to me? <laughs> no, I can't, okay? Get, get your little Bible stuff out and do your little study, okay? You, you got this, all right? Number four is the encourager. You know an encourager, at least I hope you do. This is the person who has always got something good to say. It doesn't matter what's going on, they are going to, you're going to make it, you're going to do it, you're going to be fine. You know, you can be like, man, I, I just lost my job. Yeah, so God's got a better job for you, you're going to be fine. My house just burned down. Well, that house, you know, it was a dumb house anyways. <laughs> they're just encouraging. There's all, they're always, the, ha- the glass is not half full, it's overflowing all the time. They want to encourage you. Number five is a giver. This is a person who just naturally, they, they want to give. They, they see problems of this world and their first thought is to give. They're not afraid of giving. Giving doesn't, doesn't scare them. Giving big doesn't scare them. Typically, these people are blessed people. And, and it doesn't frighten them. They want to give to causes that are worthy causes. They want, they want to see what God's blessed them with, make a difference and bless other people. They're, they're a giver. Number six is leadership. Leadership. Now, really, a better word for this is, is actually administrator. This is a person who likes to use organization and administration to lead themselves and to lead other people. I need people like this in my life. Thank God for administrators, because I am not, this is not my motivational gift. Uh, number seven is kindness, or a better word, I think, for it. Uh, some, some Bibles say mercy, but another one would be uh, a sympathizer. This is someone who, a person who desires to identify and sympathize with other people. Okay, so let me, let me help you. Let's do a little exercise here to help you kind of understand how this works. Uh, I've really been having fun with this this week. I've been talking to some of the guys in the office, and we've been discovering how we walk in these gifts. And I think this is a good way to, to figure out what gifting you have and maybe what some of the giftings that other people have in your life are. If you've ever been a part of a committee or a team where you get a, a group of people together and you start talking, even in your small groups, you'll see this from time to time as issues arrive. And something happens, you see people start moving into their gifts. Okay, so for example, we're having a meeting at, at the offices of the church. And first of all, there's the administrator. And they have put this meeting on the calendar. They've set it up. They make sure everybody's there. We've got an agenda. We know where we're going. They're, they're wanting to stay on task and make sure we get through everything covered. So they've, they've got this all set up. They've got food there, snacks there. Everything's taken care of. Then we start talking in the meeting. And it comes up at some point in the meeting that so-and-so just lost their job. Okay, it's in that moment that the gifts start to go into action. Because understand this, these gifts are all made to serve other people. These are ministry gifts, motivational ministry gifts that are, are put in you to minister to other people, to serve other people. And so as soon as we hear that someone's lost their job, the gifts start going into action. So the person with the gift of prophecy, the motivator, they start you know, kind of talking out loud, well, I wonder what's going on in their life. I wonder, you know, what, why is this pattern? Why have they lost their job? What can we do? What, we need to sit down and talk with them and see what we can do to, to help them to get out from under this pattern of losing jobs and not being able to keep their job. And they're, they're thinking along those lines. The person with the teaching gift is thinking, well, you know, God's got a good job for them. And if we'll just sit, if I can just sit down with them, I can show them from 2 Timothy chapter 3, the five things that you can do to find a good job that all start with the letter S. Because there are five things that, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that will help you get a good job that all start with the letter S. And that's just where they go. The person with the gift of giving has, has left the room, has returned. They've got a little bucket. They've put $100 in it, and they're passing it around the room, trying to receive an offering for this person. 
the, the encourager is, is over in the corner there on their phone. They're texting them, hey, man, we're thinking about you right now. We're praying for you. You're on our heart. You're going to be fine. They're, they're working in their gift. The serving person has left. They're in their car. They're driving over to their house. They're buying cleaning supplies. They're setting up a, up a meal train. The person with the, with the gift of, of kindness, the sympathizer, they've just gone over in the corner and they're just crying. So, I'm just kidding. If you're so, but, but here's my point. You see, the, you see these gifts go into action when a need arises because they're motivational gifts. They're gifts that have been graced to you by God and walking in these gifts helps you accomplish and walk in the purpose God has for your life. Because listen, God's called you to minister. Part of your glorifying God is you being a minister. And these are ministry gifts God's given you. You have one of these. Now, again, you walk in all of them. Just because, you know, you got the gift of prophecy doesn't mean you can't be kind to people. Just because, you, you know, you, you walk in one doesn't mean you don't give. You, you, walk, you can walk in all of them, but one of them is going to be very strong in you because it's been graced to you by God. So what do you do? Okay, i got three things for you this morning. Number one is this. Discover your spiritual gift. You really need to seek God and discover what this spiritual gift is. I would encourage you this week, talk to some of your friends. Talk to some people around you. Seek the Holy Spirit. Ask him to show you what's your, what's your spiritual gift. Talk to some of the people around you. Share it. Talk, make this. And I had so much fun talking to people about this this week and discovering. And when you start to kind of see it, you start going, yeah, I do see that in you. And, and that's, people should see your gift in you. They should be able to look at you and go, he's a server. That person, they're a giver. Whatever that gift is, it should shine in your life. Because here's the thing. The Bible says this, Proverbs 18, 16. It says, a man's gift. Everybody say gift. We're talking about your gifts, right? A man's gift, look at this, makes room for him and brings him before great men. What you were designed, this gift that God put in you, you were designed to be known for. God designed you to be known for this. And listen, that gift, it says it makes room for you. In other words, when you're walking in your gift, the world's going to get out of your way. It's going to make room for you, and it's going to bring you to a place of provision. It's going to bring you to a place of blessing, brings you before great men. When you're walking in the purpose and the gifting God's called you to, it's going to bring you to greater places. Your, your gifting, your spiritual gift is a valuable commodity to your purpose. And so you need to discover it. Spend some time seeking the Lord this week. Get out a notebook. Spend some time in your quiet time. Lord, what have you called me? What's the gifting that you've placed in me? Talk to, if you're married, talk to your spouse. Talk to people around you. Talk to your friends. Make this a, con- a, a point of conversation. We discover what your spiritual gift is. Then number two, start using it. Start using your gift. Start using it. Listen, now. Don't, don't, don't say, hey, well, someday when I get to that place where I'm walking in my ultimate purpose, then I'll step out in my gift. No, 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 no. Part of you getting to that place where you're walking in your ultimate purpose is you using your gift right where you are. That's one of the keys to it. You've got to take whatever. Once you discover that gift, you start using it right where you are with whatever's right in front of you that God has placed in front of you. Whatever that need is in front of you, you use your gift to serve within the need that God has, has placed right in front of you. Joseph is a great example of this in Scripture. Joseph had the gift of leadership. He was an administrator. And Joseph didn't wait until he was the second most powerful person in the most powerful kingdom of Egypt before he started working in his gift of administration, did he? Now, he used it. If you know the story of Joseph, he's in Potiphar's house, and he was the administrator for Potiphar. He gets thrown into prison, and he becomes the chief administrator in prison. 
What do we see there? That he was willing to walk in his gift wherever he was. Even in tough situations, he was willing to, to use the gift God had for him. And listen, that's how you have to be. It starts now. You don't wait until you get to that place. You start using it now. And if, you, if you're going to wait, listen, you're not going to get to that place. You have to be willing to use the gift that God has placed in you, that spiritual gift, wherever you are right now. And then number three, here's number three, you keep using it. You keep using it. You're going to face tough stuff. You're going to face situations sometimes. You're going to face disappointments. You're going to face heartbreak. You're going to face stuff that's going to make you go, God, what are you doing with my life right now? What's happening? Uh, again, I think of Joseph. Look at his life. He gets called by, at a young age to do something great, and then his world falls apart. His brothers sell him into slavery, and he's, even when he continues to follow God, it seems like his life is just off the rails, and yet he continues to be faithful. And what does he do? He continues to minister from his gift everywhere he is. Think about this. When Joseph was in prison... He, he interprets the dreams of the baker and the butler. Ultimately, what gets him out of prison and puts him in a position where he gets to stand in front of Pharaoh and, and get acknowledged and seen was what he did in the prison with his ministry gift. What if Joseph would have said, well, I'm not in my place where God's called me to, so I'm just not going to use it. What would have happened? He would have never stood before the Pharaoh. But because he was willing to take the gift that God placed in him and use it and minister to whoever was in front of him, wherever he was, it elevated him to the place God had called him to go to. You guys tracking with me this morning? Your ministry now will help you step into your purpose. Because see, God leads in steps. We wish he would lead in leaps, but he doesn't. Psalms 119.105 says this, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Notice it doesn't say that your lamp is a spotlight that shows me exactly where I'm going years from now. It doesn't say that. It says it's a lamp to my feet. It shows me the next step. God leads in steps. And your faithfulness to the steps is what leads you down the path to stepping into your purpose. I, I've seen this in my life. At 17 years old, I got called into ministry. God placed before my heart a big calling that I'm still not completely walking in. But for, for 20 years after he called me, I didn't get to do anything with it. I didn't think I was anyways. But what I didn't know was that God had me in these seasons where he was training me and teaching me and, and showing me things and walking me through a lot of things that were going to help me to step into the purpose that he was calling me to. And, and, and so often we just, we just see the end road and we just want to get there. But we're not, we realize God's not... God's not just interested in point A to point Z. He's interested in all the points in between because this stuff is what helps you to be able to handle point Z. So we got to be willing to take those steps, walk in our gifting, walk in the things God has called us to do wherever we may be. There, there are things God's called you to do, people he's called you to minister to today that you need to be willing to walk in the fullness of your purpose. If you're going to do it, you got to do it now. And you got to see, even in the disappointments, even in that stuff, God is leading you through whatever it is. He's with you in that stuff. Again, Joseph is a great example of this because you see Joseph at the end of his life, he gets to this place, this elevated place God's called him to where he is the second most powerful man. And really, he's the most powerful man in the world at this point because the, the Pharaoh that's over him isn't really doing anything. So he's running everything. And, and in that situation, there's a, there's a moment towards the end of the story of Joseph where his brothers come to see him. And these are the guys that sold him into slavery. They did him dirty. 
And, and they're coming before him because he, he administers all this food because there's a great famine going on. And they're coming before him because they want some food because they, they're in dire need. And this is his chance to like smoke these guys, get even, but he doesn't do that. Now he messes with them a little bit. In fact, you ought to read the story. It's pretty funny. But he doesn't, he doesn't exact revenge. He, in fact, he, he embraces them and he recognizes that what they did to him wasn't what they did to him. In fact, he says it this way, Genesis 45, verse 8. He says, it wasn't you who sent me here, it was God. That's a powerful statement. He's saying everything that has happened, everything that has happened, God was in the middle of and God was taking care of me through. He saw that God was in the middle of the whole thing. God was with him, God was for him, and you need to see that today. You may be in a place today where you're going, God, when is this going to change? When is, it gonna, when, is, when is my breakthrough going to come? When, I, I've, been doing, I've been faithful. I've been doing what you call me to do. I'm, I'm doing my best, and I still feel like nothing's going to change. Well, think about Joseph. You know, a year before he became the second most powerful man in the most powerful kingdom on the planet, he was walking in his gifting in a prison cell. A month before... He was the most powerful man in the most powerful kingdom on the planet. He was walking in his gifting in a prison cell. A week before. A day before. The day before. Listen, guys. An hour before. An hour before he became the most powerful person, in the, se- in the, the, se- the second most powerful person in the most powerful kingdom on the planet. An hour before that, he was in a prison cell. He was a prisoner. Nothing looked like it was changing. A minute before. As they're walking to get him, he doesn't know they're walking. He doesn't know there are things moving, things are changing. He's in a prison cell, walking in his gifting. Here's my point. You may feel like nothing's changing, but you don't know. Your breakthrough may be a year from now. It may be a month from now. Maybe a week from now. Maybe a day from now. It may be right now. You don't know. But if you walk in your gifting, I'll tell you when it, when it won't be if you quit walking in your gifting. You're going to sabotage it. You're going to miss out. God has a gifting for your life. He has a purpose for your life. I read this week, this is pretty fascinating. These are some entries from the, from the diary of John Wesley. And I think that these kind of speak to this idea here of that if you're faithful in your gift now, it will move you into your purpose. Let me, let me read you this. This is pretty amazing. This is Sunday morning, May 5th. These are entries from his diary. He says, I preached in St. Anne's, was asked not to come back anymore. Sunday night, same day, preached in St. John's, deacon said, get out and stay out. Next week, Sunday, May 12th, preached in St. Jude's, can't go back there either. The next week, Sunday, May 19th, preached in St. Somebody Else's. I love that. Like I can't, what was the name of that? I don't know, somebody else's. Deacons called a special meeting, said I couldn't return. This guy's having a rough go of it, right? Same day, Sunday night, preached on the street, kicked off the street. This is awesome. Sunday, May 26th, preached in a meadow, chased out of meadow as a bull was turned loose during the service. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a fun service? Sunday a.m., June 2nd, preached out at the edge of town, kicked off the highway. That's Sunday a.m. Sunday afternoon, preached in a pasture, 10,000 people came out to hear me. You never know. You never know. 
You may have disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, but you never know. You keep walking in your gifting. Listen, you were created for purpose and on purpose. God has a plan for your life. He shaped you for that plan. He's given you gifts. And if you will take those gifts, discover them, begin to start walking in them and not let anything keep you from the purpose of your life and from walking in your gifting, I'm telling you, you will see yourself step into the ultimate purpose God's called for your life. Amen? Now listen to me. Be here next week, okay? I'm gonna share with you more about how to unlock and discover the specific purpose that God has for your life. And I'm going to give you one of the major keys to that, and that is this, hearing the voice of God. If you don't know about hearing the voice of God, and if you do know, make sure you're here next week. I promise you, it's going to, this is going to help you so much in, in walking in your purpose. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? I hope that today, part of it is He's speaking to you his gifting that he has for you. That spiritual gift that he's placed inside of you. If he hasn't, I want to encourage you to invite him into that. In fact, ask him for that. Holy Spirit, show me. What is my spiritual gift? What is that thing? What is that motivational gift that you've placed inside of me? And then, Lord, help help us to use it. Help us to find ways to plug in and use this gift that you've placed inside of us to, to minister to lives, to change hearts, to help other, other people in this world. Thank you, Lord, that you have a, a grand purpose for our life. No matter where we may be today, no matter what kind of mistakes we've made, no matter where we find ourselves today, no matter what this past week looked like, God, you are a God of new beginnings. You are a God of glorious resurrection. You have a plan, a purpose for us. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to step into the fullness of what you've called us to walk in. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.